Hey guys, welcome to Seek to Speak Speaking Snack Series where we chronicle easy speaking tips in bite-sized digestible portions in order to help listeners better verbalize themselves and their stories. My name is Aisa and this week we are going to talk about narratives, how best to use them during speeches as well as normal day-to-day conversations. When speakers decide to write their speeches, they do so usually in point form. They don't think about the word structures they should use, but rather how many ideas they could come up with, what angle they should take. So most of the time, these ideas will come in the form of points on a piece of paper. And then after that, it will be transposed into full structure sentences later. This is a problem because it misses out on a huge opportunity to take advantage of the different narratives the English language provides. For example, if we read a fiction book, most of the time the character that you're reading is telling a story in a first-person point of view because you want to make the reader feel really involved in the story as opposed to when you read research papers or textbooks. It is done in a clinical third-person point of view because it wants to sound like an all-knowing authoritative voice. So the same effect should be done when you are not just writing but also delivering speeches but a lot of people don't think about these things. Narratives in its simplest form is just the type of point of view you choose to take. It could be a first-person point of view when you refer to yourself as a speaker. You give a speech talking about your own experiences. I had this experience. I feel this. I think this. Or second person point of view, when you refer to the audience directly or when you refer to the person that you're talking to. What about you? Have you felt like this? Have you had any experience about this? Or a third person point of view, when you're referring to other people's opinions or experiences, such as an expert, a close friend, or a family member. For example, this scientist says this, this research paper says this. So these are the three different basic points of view. And the reaction or the effect of these different narratives are so subtle, but very much profound. For example, on the topic of mental health, there are three very different ways I can choose to start my speech using the three different narratives that I highlighted earlier and I'm going to take I'm going to break it down on what the effect of these different narratives mean so let's look at example one a first person point of view I have been battling with issues on depression for a while now it has taken me a lot of time to come to terms with the fact that it is not my fault and that no one is to be blamed for my condition there will always be bad days but there will be good days as well I remind myself every day that I will constantly be a work in progress and that my mental health is something I should value and not take for granted. So how did that introduction make you feel? You probably felt a lot about her, maybe a bit of compassion, a bit of pride that she was courageous and honest and sincere with her beliefs as well as opinions on the matter. You feel like you can relate with her if you have gone through something similar and you can trust what she says because she was brave enough to tell you about her experience and she was courageous enough to actually share those experiences with you. Now contrast this with example number two, which is using the second person point of view. Do you sometimes feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders? Does the thought of getting up in the morning to face the world make you cringe? Do you notice that you seem to sleep a lot more than you used to and even the most trivial of social interactions exhaust you? Well, 
you are not alone. In contrast with example one, where you think about the speaker, example two makes you think about your own life. Do you have these symptoms? What are these symptoms? And if so, how can the speaker help? You listen to the speaker or you listen to me because I address you as a person and I bring you into the fold of my speech. It becomes like a two-way conversation and it makes you reflect on your own self as well as your own life. Again, let's contrast this with example three where we use the third-person point of view. The World Health Organization estimates that around 300 million people around the world have depression and that 1 million people die each year from suicide. This represents a global mortality rate of 16 people per 100,000 deaths or one death every 40 seconds. With a problem so widespread and the effects so grave, it is a wonder that governments do not do more to deal with mental health issues. So again, you see the contrast and unlike example two, you don't think about yourself. Instead, you think about the world, you think about the problem. And instead of wanting to listen to the speaker because the speaker is brave for sharing her own experiences, you want to listen to me because the speaker is a person of authority. I am imparting, I am giving you very surprising facts that you were not aware of and now you're worried about. So you're more likely to agree with me or believe what I say because I appear to be highly knowledgeable in the field. So to me, it's incredible how different the effects, just changing the narratives have on the audience simply by telling a story in a first person point of view, second person point of view, a third person point of view have very different effects on the people listening to you. So there, to me, there is no one best way to package your ideas. It really depends on what kind of effect you want to have on the audience. So if you want the person that you're talking to, to see you as somebody who is credible and authoritative, use third-person point of view. If you want that person to relate with you, to listen to you because you have gone through the experience yourself, then use a first-person point of view. If you want to address the audience, you want the audience to think about your speech and your message, then use a second-person point of view. But my top tip for this is instead of using just one narrative, unlike a storybook or a textbook, use various different narratives. Start your speech with a call to action, or sorry, end your speech with a call to action where you address the audience. Start your speech with a story about yourself to draw them in. Pepper your points with interesting facts or statistics done by different researchers to give your speech credibility. So to me, these are really important tools that you can use in your toolbox, but people are just not aware of it and therefore are not using it to their best ability. Ironically, we actually do this a lot when we communicate with others. For example, when we want to give confidence to a person who's feeling down or doesn't feel like they did a good job, we say, no, you're absolutely amazing. You killed it out there. It was your absolute best performance. In contrast, when we want to convince someone because maybe they don't really buy your opinion, we say, oh, but this person said this. This person also agreed with me or this person. So 
you want that sort of like impartial, objective kind of setting when you bring in other people's point of view. And lastly, when you want somebody to understand you, when you want somebody to sympathize with you, you naturally tell your story, your side of your experiences because you want that person to feel the way that you feel. So we do this naturally in our daily conversations but we don't do that formally when it comes to speeches so I just want to highlight the value of these different narratives and the kind of powerful effect that it can have on the listeners if you actually take the time to sit down and plan the phrasing of your speech. Remember to Pick your narratives with intention. Similarly, when doing this podcast episode, I can choose to speak in a first-person point of view to show my genuine belief in the tips I am imparting or you can realize on your own the difference in utilizing different points of view in your speech or these people, whoever they are, can decide for themselves the effect of changing points of view. Hey, 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 did you see what I did there? <laughs> Anyways, I hope you found this speaking snack useful. If you have any ideas for other tips that you want to learn, please let me know on our socials at seek to speak or email us at hello seek to speak at gmail.com. 